Why, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's on time episode of Orange Juice Optional. It's me, Michelle. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? <laughs> I'm laughing, Michelle, because before we started recording, I was telling you that it's like my volume was turned down. And now, so I was messing with the volume. And now it's like you're yelling in my ear. <laughs> so now I'm trying to figure out how to turn my volume down. I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess today. Oh, I would have to agree. And I've only been <laughs> online with you or chatting with you for about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. But I think we're all kind of a little off or hot messes today because we are recording on Thursday, September the 8th, and just got the word a little while ago that Queen Elizabeth of England has passed away, which you and I are both huge royal followers and yes. so sad. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm a little bit in shock. I know. I am. T well, I'm not in shock because I, I've kind of been anticipating it ever since Philip died, really. So, and just because of her age and, but I'm just so sad. About yeah, and it. I, I guess sad would be a better word, but mm -hmm. it's still like when these events happen, even if you're expecting them, they're still kind of surprising. But I will yeah. say the first thing I thought when I heard it is, well, she's with Philip again now. And I, I felt comfort in that knowing that they're reunited. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I thought similar things. and But I'll tell you right off the bat that so... When things like this happen, I think about 9-11 too. It was one of the first events that I remember where there was full 24-hour coverage on the news for days with 9-11. And so, and I got caught up in that. You know, you just want to absorb all of the information you can when there's a big event in the world. So, but I had to work today. So I, when I was driving from appointment to appointment, I was listening to a radio show. And I was so irritated because the two cads <laughs> that were hosting the radio program were really laughing and making fun of the big deal out of Queen Elizabeth's passing. And I'm thinking, you guys are cads. You have no clue how important she was to millions of people. And I just found it so disrespectful. And it put me in a little bit of a bad mood. But um, but I've gotten over it because I came home, I turned on BBC, World News, and the tributes to Queen Elizabeth are outstanding. I'm really hoping to get there because I haven't watched any TV coverage on it yet. Another thing happening today on Thursday, September the 8th, this is the first official football season game. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so oh. discombobulated about this. It's the first game of the NFL season tonight. And so the anticipation in my household for that has been great. <laughs> he is so excited. And well, it is an exciting day. And I laughed because I saw several comments today about the Queen's passing interfering with opening day. <laughs> of NFL. I'm like, right. Again. And I'm sure a lot of people are thinking that, but I am now at this point thinking, okay, he can watch his football and I'm yeah. going to go in the other room and find a documentary or news coverage yes. on Queen Elizabeth 
I'm going to have my bottle of champagne because I did read that she had a glass a day yep. and have my own tribute to her and watch and cry because yes, I am super just emotional about this. I mean, it was a connection I had with my grandma. She was 100% British. She's mm -hmm. from that area. It was important to her, was important to me. And yeah, that connection just feels a uh, knife in the heart. I know. I know. And well, and I've heard a lot of people compare Queen Elizabeth to to your grandmother, to your personal grandparents. Like they've been a part of your life, your entire life. And no matter how old they are, when it's time to say goodbye to them, it hurts. It's painful. You grieve that loss. And that's how I was, I've been feeling. I feel like she's been a part of my life and I've had, I've taken such an interest in the entire royal family that I feel like I have lost a grandmother. And that makes so much sense. I am feeling that also. And I was just thinking about things while you were speaking. You have never known a world, nor have I, without Queen Elizabeth in it. And the only thing I can compare it to is your your grandson, Logan. Mm -hmm. When he was born, for two or three years, he never knew a world that didn't involve COVID or masks, people wearing something over their face. And we're talking right. a three-year span there where her reign was a 70-year span. She was 96 years old. She was before war. She helped in the war. She saw a transition after the war. And it's really remarkable, the history. It is. Well, and as I was saying, when I got home from work, I immediately turned on BBC World News. And they were doing a documentary about her life, which I highly recommend when you go lock yourself in a room with your bottle of champagne, that you go to BBC World News, because they're tributes to her and the old historical footage of her entire reign from her coronation, they were playing her coronation earlier because it was the very first televised event in Westminster Abbey. And it's just so phenomenal. Again, I'm also a, a terrible history buff, but I'm a history buff. I don't I just don't remember it. <laughs> but the history that has happened in her lifetime, much less in her reign as queen, is unbelievably remarkable. So um, things I she has seen. Oh, I know and experienced and the people she's met and uh, it just it gives me chills. Right. And we all have grown up with the phrase, God save the queen. And it sits so heavy on my mm -hmm. heart tonight. But moving mm -hmm. forward, it'll be God save the king. And yeah. as he's ushered into there, I really do hope he has the support of his prime minister and the whole, I can't even think of what that chamber is called. Parliament. Parliament, yes, that's correct. And his family and stuff as he makes that transition and that he, it's well received and it continues, her work continues, Prince Philip's work continues. Yep, and I think that they have been trained well to do that, to carry on what they have been taught to do, what the royal family, is, what their purpose is. Right, since birth. Yep.
since birth. And so, you know, we're sitting here and we're talking about the queen and talking about aging and how she's always been a part Mm -hmm. of our lives. And that kind of is bringing me to what we were going to talk about today anyway. So I think I'll take this moment and I'll let you do that transition like Suzanne does. (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, I've been traveling. I just returned to Phoenix after what feels like weeks and weeks of travel. And, and as I am getting closer to that 60th birthday (laughs) that I'm about to have, you know, I am trying to wrap my head around it. I am trying to wrap my head around this concept. And I'm probably making a bigger deal of it than I should be or that I need to be. Um, So I'm going to just start by saying, because I feel like you were in my shoes a year ago when you were about to turn 50 and you were having a hard time wrapping your head around it. So tell me, how has it been turning 50? Has, Has your life changed in any way? Has your attitude changed in any way? Has your, have your interests changed in any way? What is different now than it was before you turned 50? Right. And I had the best birthday message when I turned 50 from my sister. She, it was something along the lines, and I should pause this right now and go find it, but it was so perfect. She's like, you used to be the oldest person I knew in their 40s, but now you're the youngest person I know in their 50s. And I I love that. It just made me so incredibly happy and like, oh yeah, okay, well, that's true. Mm -hmm. And I did think about that clock ticking over to the 50th year. I was born Mm -hmm. at 11, 23 a.m. Pacific time. And so I was watching the clock that day and got to 1124. I'm like, no, I don't feel any different. I'm still me, but I'm more sensitive to the number, having to say it to others, having to write it down, looking Mm -hmm. at my birth year or, oh no, this is a great one. When you have to register for something online and you have to put your birth year and you have to scroll back and it's like the wheel of fortune (laughs) as you go back to to that birth year. (laughs) That's when it's, yeah, that's when it's really hard. And then looking in the mirror and seeing the wrinkles is a little hard. And then Mm -hmm. looking at where we were as a society and the toys we had and how far technology has come, like it, Mm -hmm. it does blow my mind a little, but personally when it ticked over. Okay then. (laughs) Yeah. It just was what it was. And right. Right. Which is how I feel, but, and I don't know, I can never express my feelings very eloquently. But I will give you an example. When I was in Alaska, I've talked about my friend Dorothea. I hope she doesn't mind mentioning her name. She's my lifelong friend. We were born the same, well, within a month of each other. So when I was in Alaska, we met for lunch. And I had gotten there a little bit before she did. And she came up and she was sitting down. And I said, you don't look 50 or 60. And she said, she stood up and she goes, no, this is 60. And I look fantastic. And I thought, okay, I am stealing that. And I texted her after we had lunch and said, I'm using that. I am 60. And I'm basically proud of it. I'm proud that I'm 60. I'm proud that I'm here 
and I'm going to enjoy it. And she had such a great attitude. She just had such a fantastic attitude. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to adopt that attitude. And do you feel it sinking in? Do you feel it making that mindset change for you? I am trying. I'm in transition. Because also, while I was out of town, I was in Minneapolis visiting a cousin and my only surviving aunt on my dad's side of the family. And she is turning 80 this year. So we celebrated her 80th birthday, even though she has a couple months before her birthday actually is here. But again, this woman is phenomenal. And it's all her attitude. She loves being 80. She loves having the wisdom and the experiences that she's had. And she's lost all of her siblings and both of her parents in her lifetime. And her husband and, you know, one of her best friends in her 80 years of life. And, you know, probably countless other people I don't even know about. And yet her attitude is just so incredibly positive. And so I have to strive for that. I have to strive for those positive attitudes where it's because here's my problem is I feel myself running out of time. Like I have so much I still want to do. (laughs) And it's like, why didn't I start this when I was 30? So I'd have time to get all of this stuff done. Now that I can relate to that feeling of running out of time or why did things wait so long to click into place and finally make sense? Because there are years I could have been doing what feels so natural and right in this moment to me, but I didn't know. I, I didn't get the chance to start this experience before. And I do feel robbed and cheated and feeling like I have to make up for last lost time. Right. And what's ironic about that is that is how I feel. But then I also have lived by the mantra that everything happens in our lives to lead us to certain points in our lives. So when I was 30, there is no way I could have been ready to be doing the things I'm doing now. And I just didn't know. And everything since I was 30 until now led me to now. But yet I still had that feeling of, well, why didn't it lead me sooner? (laughs) Why didn't life lead me there sooner or more quickly? Or was I just not paying close enough attention to get me? Because, you know, and it's like, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm at the end, because that's my whole point is I have so much ahead of me that I still want to accomplish and do that. It's like, You know, if I'd started at 30, I'd probably be more successful at these things. But Yeah, well, the way I look at it, and I had a conversation the other day, and I've really thought about it a lot since then, is mm-hmm. in life, we have lessons that we have to learn. And there are circumstances around us that we have to go to to gain the knowledge. And timing just has to be right. I would have loved... When I was younger, when I first got the pull towards spirituality to Mm -hmm. take the time to sit with it. What does this mean? What does following my intuition look like? What does trusting in myself look like? What is putting positive energy out around me? What is that all about? I would have loved to explore that 
at mm-hmm. 18. I wasn't mature enough. I mean, I'm not saying that is something that comes with maturity, but I was still going to parties and drinking and living for right. the moment and trying to go to college and trying to figure it out. Like there was so much on my plate, I couldn't get to that. Then the next time I tried to step into it, I was a new mom. There was no time to actually sit with that or I didn't make the time. Right. But and it was a you, life circumstance. It was a life circumstance and you didn't recognize it because you weren't ready for it. Exactly. And so that's what I keep reminding myself of. But I have to let all of that go. And I just have to embrace this time in my life because it's such a great time in my life. And I'm enjoying it immensely. And instead of worrying about running out of time to get all of the future projects done that I want to accomplish. So so this is where I am. And But I do, I was starting to tell you my story before we started recording. And I said, no, this definitely has to wait for the podcast. So you and I are getting ready to go on very fun cruise that's been postponed three times. And it's finally upon us. And we were talking about how We have no idea what to pack because the weather is going to be different. We don't know what to pack. So when I was visiting my son and my grandson and my daughter-in-law, I don't want to leave her out, in Seattle, I went to Nordstrom one day and, (laughs) you know, just walking around, kind of trying to get an idea of, you know, what what do I see here? Well, this very smart, saleswoman asked me what I was shopping for. And I said, well, you know, I'm going on a cruise. Don't know what to take. You know, don't know really what the weather's going to be like. So I told her a little bit about the cruise. And she pulls me into a dressing room and just starts bringing me clothes. And hello, pretty woman. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have I died and gone to heaven because this is like my dream. And I wasn't really paying attention to what she was bringing me because she was bringing me things very quickly. And it was like Pretty Roman. You know, she sized me up. She knew she didn't even have to ask me what size I was. She just brought me clothes. And I'm like, I am loving this. And but how am I ever going to choose? And my daughter and I were talking this morning. And my status quo when I shop is if I can't decide, I just like to buy everything. Because I figure if I'm trying it all on, I love it all. It's like, I'm not going to stress out. I'm just going to buy everything. Okay. And great idea. And my daughter's always said to me, you know, mom, you know, you don't have to buy everything just because you can't decide. And it's like, well, I'm always afraid I'm going to leave the one piece that I really love behind. So, so anyway, trying all, all of these clothes she's bringing to the dressing room and one dress in particular, just loved it. Day dress, real casual, fit me perfectly, super comfortable. And I thought, okay, this is my, I've died and gone to heaven. I love everything I'm putting on. And then I looked at the price tag and the dress, the casual day dress was $3,600. Holy crap. (laughs) And I had accidentally wandered into the designer section of Nordstrom 
And so I was trying on Oscar de la Renta. I was trying on Prada. I was trying on Gucci. <laughs> I was trying on Carolyn, Carolina Herrera. Yeah, I was trying on beautiful, expensive clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I can't buy everything I'm trying on. Because I was, in my mind, as I was trying this stuff on, I was like, I'm done. I've got it all. This is perfect. I'll look great on the cruise. I'll be comfortable. This is all fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized I was pro I had probably $100,000 worth of clothes in my dressing room. Oh, my gosh. My husband would kill me. I'm glad I'm not sharing this story with him about myself. Yeah. I will share it about you, though. Yeah. yeah, you can tell him. I did buy one outfit. I did not spend that much. I spent close to that much on the one outfit. And I did buy an Oscar de la Renta scarf that it's like, I have to have this scarf. If I can buy nothing else, I am buying this scarf. Because as I said to my daughter, okay, I'm 60. If not now, then when? <laughs> when am I ever going to be able to do this if I don't do it now? And that's so. true. You have to yeah. live for the moment. And besides, Jeff loves scarves. He'll love to see you in the scarf. I, I did say that was kind of ironic because Jeff hates scarves more than that. anything else. He hates them. But I love this scarf and I'm going to wear it and I'm going to love it while I wear it. Because if I'm not buying it now, then when the hell am I ever going to get to buy it? Yeah. It's like, and it's, I'm 60. I'm it's 60. It's sparking joy. It is sparking yes. your joy right now. Yes. But I really wanted that Oscar de Laurenta dress. Really oh. wanted it for $3,600. And maybe you'll have to go back to get it. I don't know that it's absurd. It's an absurd amount of money to spend on a dress. That, okay. I, and I don't wear dresses very often, but. I'm just going to say this. Your tune was a lot different when we were in a Louis Vuitton store and I was looking at a dress that you said, price doesn't matter. You should definitely buy it. Your husband would want you to have that dress. No, that. Suzanne, he didn't want me to have that dress. <laughs> But I yeah. wanted it, but we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna share if I got it or if I didn't. We're just gonna That's put right. out your tune the, was different. It was different. I, I it's very easy for me to spend other people's money. And and we both know that dress was fantastic on you. Like this dress was fantastic on me. And so yes, I should buy the dress. And stay tuned. We'll see if I actually do buy the dress. Because um, I'm going to use your own words against you right now. <laughs> if not now, when, Suzanne? Yeah. If I'm not doing it now, when will I ever do it again? And so my other theory about shopping is the the depreciation value of clothing. And I don't know if depreciation is the right word, but every time you wear it, it how do you put that? It, I it use that argument with my husband because right. I bought a sweatshirt and it was a ridiculous amount for a sweatshirt. Right. So and I it wore it a lot sweatshirt. and right. I'm like, okay, well now, it's, like, let's say it was $200. I've worn right. it twice. 20, so, oh, 20 times. Let's say you've worn it 20 times. Yeah. So $10 a wear. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. He doesn't I see do. it quite like I do. Okay. Well, 
but that's the whole point. If you're 60 years old and you buy a $3,500 dress, I have to, how many times do I have to wear it in order for it to be $10 per wear? <laughs> what is that like? It's like 350, I think. <laughs> yeah, 350 times. Okay, so I'd have to wear it almost every day of the year or for the next five years, I'd have to wear it. You know, my, my math is terrible, but you get my point. So, I do. Yeah. So it's time to start buying these pieces. The problem is, is I can't buy all of the pieces. I can pick one piece to buy and then get my money's worth out of it by wearing it 20 times. So exactly. Yeah. And handbags like Louis Vuitton are different because you do carry those handbags every single day. And so you're getting your, you know, 365 days out of a year. It, it takes one year to pay for a $3,600 bag. I do like the way you think. And again, my husband would not agree with you at all. And it's so funny because you just had your experience in Phoenix. And this weekend, we are going to Vegas because we fly out Monday morning. So we're going to make a weekend of it. And it wasn't a hard weekend for me to sell to him because it's opening weekend of football. So mm -hmm. yeah. I tell you, we live our lives around the football schedule. So on mm -hmm. Saturday, all the college games on Sunday, there are NFL games. He'll be watching them and happy. I will be shopping and happy. Yes. So yeah, I was going somewhere with the story. But anyway, I'm going to get my shopping in in Vegas. I'm so looking forward to it. But I will not be in the designer dresses okay, or designer well, and, clothing. Yeah. And believe me, I was, I was not paying close enough attention. I was just distracted. She put me in a dressing room and she said, I'll bring you a few things. Did I know it was a Oscar de la Renta dressing room? No, I did not. And but. you know, that that really wasn't where I was going with the story because I forgot. I mean, I'm 50, so I forgot where I was going. But I was going to share that we have some friends that are going to be up in Vegas also. And they were talking about how excited they are to be there for football. And, mm -hmm. you know, they want to see all the games and they're going to watch that game on Sunday night and we'll have dinner, but we have to be somewhere to watch the games. And I'm like, yeah, Rob feels the same way. And she's like, well, how about you? I'm like, I want to shop. <laughs> and Rob doesn't feel the same way about shopping or the fact that I'm spending money. He, he thinks betting is a good way to spend money at the <laughs> casino. And he thinks shopping not a good way to spend money. So well, just differing yeah. approaches. That's what That's I was right. getting at. <laughs> it's priorities. It's pri His priority is betting on games. Your priority is dressing well. And it is what it is. Yes. So, and I want to look nice on the cruise. Yeah. And just think about it. If you buy a dress, you wear it 10 times, it's paid for itself, usually. That is true. Yeah. But so... I have a whole closet full of dresses. I don't know how many times I've worn them. I I know. I and I feel the same way. But my my main point to this is if not now, then when? And exactly. I a used good to, mantra. Right. When I was first married and Jeff and I were trying to furnish our first condo that we um lived in, I all of the furniture <laughs> I bought in the house was basically pretty cheap furniture but in my head it was always like well I'm going to have this furniture 
until I can afford what I really want. So, you know, for now, I'm just going to have cheap furniture. Well, my God, I had that cheap furniture for 20 years. <laughs> and at some point, you know, I moved it from in 20 years, we lived in three different places within Anchorage, and I moved that cheap furniture completely falling apart, dinged up, out of style. But once you buy it, you never really get rid of it. No, it and, totally serves its purpose, especially when you have young kids and all their friends in the right, house. Right. But after about 20 or 25 years, I think it was our 25th wedding anniversary, I looked at Jeff and I said, my God, we've been married for 25 years and we still have the same furniture we had when we got married. It's time to upgrade. And that's kind of how I'm feeling now about being 60. It's like, it's time to upgrade because it's just time. Not yeah, that I do. don't have some nice clothes, but there's always that next level that you should strive for. Okay, Suzanne, have you seen your closet? Yeah, closets. I have several. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. no, I mean, that's true. That's a great um, mantra to live by, and it can mm -hmm. be applied to so many things, um, taking care of yourself in lots of different ways, going on that vacation if you want to, or, you know, indulging yes. in that expensive bottle of wine if you want to, because you worked hard to get there. And that's part of the lessons we had to learn is we had to save, we had to put away for a rainy day, so that right. you could have these experiences now. Right. And if not now, then when we're at that age now, that we can say that and say, if not now, then when, because, and I don't want to get morbid or anything. But I also was thinking about this side of it. It's like at some point, you hit an age where your health catches up with you or other things in your life catch up with you. And then you've missed your opportunity to do or to have some of the things you wish you had already done for health reasons. And then it's like too late. And you don't ever want to get to that point where you regret not doing the things or experiencing the things or trying to accomplish the things that you wanted to accomplish. That's when so it's true. Too, when it's too late. And and we've seen that in family members who have had, you know, long illnesses or um, died young. And that has always stuck with me. It's like, okay, we've got to get this stuff. We've got to check our boxes. We've got to do our bucket list so that we don't live to regret it or right. regret not doing it. Because you feel like there's always time until there's not. And exactly. you're butting right up against that. And you never know when that is going to be. So definitely seizing the day. I'm definitely looking forward to these conversations we're going to have on the ship. <laughs> yes. Because I just want you to I'm cutting the cord. You can go after my husband, share your, your mantra of, if not today, why not? Seize the day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he'll be on board. He until, will. And yeah, well, and <laughs> I say it's going to cost you a lot. And then he'll be like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But he and I have had conversations about the idea of going on a world cruise, which seems like a huge commitment, you know, 120 days. But then when you think about it, it's only 120 days of our life. And 
it's something that we really want to do. If not now, then when? So yes, he and I will have a few of these conversations. And he, I think he'll have a really good attitude about it. I think he'll agree with me. He really does. He he really does try to seize every moment and make the most mm-hmm. of it. And while he might pretend to be a little grumpy about something, he actually is loving it. I, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I am saying this after our last episode. And again, with all your Instagram posts, I am feeling very bad. I haven't been to your store and I don't think it's going to happen before the cruise. <laughs> and oh, it's killing me. It is killing me because I want I, to go so bad. I know. Well, and and we have invited you to come to our, think Ashley at the store is calling it our Starry Night event that we're going to have. And I think we're going to do it probably in early November. So if nothing else, you you can come and participate in that. Will do. And my mom even was like, can we go to Suzanne's store when she puts up the Christmas trees and gets it ready for Christmas? I'm like, I hope so. (laughs) She goes, would you be down for that? Or should I take your dad? I'm like, no, he wouldn't have fun. (laughs) Take me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, however, we are planning our my fourth anniversary event. And yeah, I saw that advertisement. I'm like, yay. And I love all of the girls at my store because they are as enthusiastic about it as I am. And they have the best ideas. And so we decided today that we are going to have a sneak peek of Christmas at the anniversary event. We're going to have just put out because we have. Are you even for real right now? Like I am loving the store even more than I did two minutes ago. Yeah. And we got in yesterday an order, a Christmas order we placed probably six months ago. And it came in yesterday. It was two pallets of Christmas and every single piece in those two pallets was we were like, Oh, I love this. Oh, I'm going to have to buy this. I mean, I every single piece was fantastic. And so that's when we decided, okay, we have to do a sneak peek at the anniversary event because we can't wait to get Christmas out. Oh, my gosh. Well, if I can get there, I will. I don't know how I'm going to swing that one. But if there's a will, there's a way. And I'm going to try to find it. I know. October 1st. So it's a week earlier than last year. Yeah, because you're going to be on a cruise the following Saturday. Uh-huh. Well, I, I actually will be in London because um, the cruise doesn't sail until Tuesday, I think. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm getting at you will be mm-hmm. out of the country. I know. Getting ready to start this grand adventure. I know. I will be in London. I'm jealous, but I will be in Barcelona. Which will be fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... I think we've pretty much filled up our time today, unless there's something else you'd like to share before we... No, no. Just remember what I say. If not now, then when? So true. And I think I'm going to end this episode with a quote from Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, I love that. I'm actually going to end with two because I can't decide which one I like best. So the first quote being... We should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. We will be with our friends again. 
We will be with our families again. We will meet again. Her oh, Majesty okay. Queen Elizabeth II. I love and that. the other quote, good memories are our second chance at happiness. Cheers. I love that. Cheers. Cheers.